Welcome to the Grappling Discourse Podcast. My name is Matt Scaff. In this episode, I want to ask you guys, how are you feeling about your jujitsu? And so, yeah, there's two questions I love to ask students from time to time. How are you feeling about your jujitsu? And how are you feeling about your training? Both give me a sense of their confidence levels and how they're feeling about their training. You guys know that I'm really big into mindset stuff. And you guys know how important I think it is to be a confident grappler and to try and manifest confidence. I really think that it just gives you such an advantage over your peers. And if you're not confident, I really think it does hinder your progress and it hinders your ability to learn. And so over the past couple of years, I've really been shocked by some of the answers I've gotten. And if you come to my class often, generally... I consider somebody a student after they've been training and especially in my class for six months. Like if you come to my classes regularly for six months, then I really start to see you as a student. And that's when I'll start really gauging your psyche and, you know, just again, how you're feeling and, you know, how everything's going. So the first is guys that I consider to be killing it, like that I think are ahead of their peers in many areas, say that they feel like they're struggling and they're feeling stagnant. And many times these guys are blue belts, occasionally purple belts, but they're in this position where, look, they're dominating a lot of guys. They're beating 80% of the school. But the two answers that usually come when these guys feel like they're stagnant and you know that they're not improving is one, that the guys that were beating them like that have always beat them are still beating them. And they're like, man, I just don't feel like I'm catching up to so-and-so. I don't feel like I'm catching up to that brown belt. I don't feel like I'm catching up to you. I don't feel like I'm catching up to Brandon. The other is that they're working on a particular move and they're not having any success. So, hey, I'm really interested in the guillotine and I've been drilling it for a couple, you know, a couple of weeks now and I'm still not hitting it and rolling. I still can't even hit a white belt with it. And a lot of times, it's usually when they can't hit the lower belts. So if you're a blue or purple belt, even a brown and black belt, if you're working on a move, your confidence can take a hit when you're trying to implement it and you know somebody that's less skilled than you or that has a lot less experience than you is countering or escaping every time. I've been there and it's very frustrating. And so both of these answers Um, I I like to handle with reminding them of their successes, their recent wins, how much they've improved over the past, you know, couple of years. And I really like to kind of keep probing them over the next couple of months. And if it is a move like, hey, I'm working on this move and it's a move that I'm particularly good at, I'll try and spend a little bit of extra time either in class, like actually teaching a class, like the guys that train with me know that there's times I teach a class, sometimes specifically for one student. If I see a student having, you know, having trouble with an area, or if they come to me afterwards and go, you know, hey man, like I'm really struggling with mount escapes, or I'm really struggling with, you know, side control escapes. Do you mind showing me something sometime? Usually in the next couple of weeks, I'll just do an entire class on what I'm currently doing to escape that position or new strategies on guillotine entries. 
And so the really cool thing is, is once you've found out that, okay, this student's not feeling confident, you know, they're, they're not happy with their training or they're just feeling discouraged in training. One of the coolest parts about being a coach and instructor, or even just a friend is in a couple of months, hearing them now starting to have success, like kind of supporting them through that time and hearing them go, Oh dude, I just hit my first guillotine choke or dude, I hit 10 guillotine chokes this week. I love hearing about success. I love it. It's something that I think is in us that we want others to succeed. Even if we are feeling jealous um, or we, we kind of are feeling down about ourselves, there's something that's really cool, especially when you start to take a teaching position about hearing about student success. And so one of my students a couple of days ago told me like, oh, dude, I hit two arm and guillotines yesterday. And it just, I don't know, man, I just put a big smile on my face and talking and asking that question of, you know, how's your training going? What's really cool is you see that roller coaster that you see guys that are doing great and that you think are doing great. They don't think so. But after a couple months, they always come back up. They always do, especially with the right support. And sometimes they just need to hear you say, hey, man, I still think, dude, you're killing it. You're doing great. I don't know, man. I just rubber guard. I just, I've been trying to make rubber guard work and it's not working for me. And just going, dude, like maybe expressing your failures. I shouldn't even say failures, but more your learning moments. Or when you're, um, I always like to bring to, uh, bring up to people about my back game. And so when guys are telling me that they're like, ah, oh, you know, I'm not happy with my training right now. I'm not having success. I like to go, oh, dude, I, I totally know what you're talking about. I remember at Brown Belt working on my rear naked choke and EBI back overtime. And I remember just feeling so frustrated with that. But now it's one of my favorite positions and maybe my best position. And that's something that they always really... Um, they really appreciate. And I think it gives them confidence to kind of work through their learning moments, to kind of work through that frustration of learning a new move. The other part that's been really cool is, and probably what's actually shocked me the most, is asking a guy, hey man, like how are you feeling about your jujitsu right now? And they go into really personal stuff because I feel like most of us are kind of programmed to when somebody asks us, Hey, Johnny, how are you doing today? You just reply, fine. I'm doing pretty good, man. You, everything's okay. How are you feel? And then I'll respond with an answer like, yeah, I'm doing okay, man. Thanks for asking. And what's funny is if you feel like a student or you feel like your friend or you feel like somebody's having a bad day or a bad week or you can just kind of feel they've been down lately, I've really found this to be a very good strategy to get some, you know, what actually is going on in their lives. Just asking, hey man, how do you feel about your training? And the uh, one uh, moment in particular, I should say one story in particular, I remember asking somebody how their training was going and they just were like, ah, man, you know, I've, I've just been trying my hardest to get in, in here two or three times a week. I'm really stressed at work. And he just talked about, you know, he was like, ah, you know, I don't feel like my training is going as well as it was last year because I'm just tired all the time right now. And, you know, he just went deep into what was going on in his life. And it's funny because I 
you know, I always ask people, you know, when they walk in the door, hey, John, you know, hey, John, hey, uh, Max, hey, you know, whoever, how are you doing? And you just, you don't ever really get a good answer. You know, the answer is just always good, I should say. They're like, oh, I'm doing pretty good. And I know most people don't want to be a burden. But it's funny when you ask them about jujitsu, it's like they feel like they're, more open, you know, they feel like they have to explain themselves, especially if they feel like their training hasn't been going well, they feel like they have to explain why. <laughs> and they feel like, I don't want to say make they have to make an excuse for themselves, but they kind of have to preface with like, ah, you know, I haven't been doing as well, or I haven't been making it to competition training as much, and here's why. Or, you know, oh man, I just got, you know, this just happened, or man, me and my wife are fighting a lot, or man, my, you know, two young kids are driving me a little crazy, you know, one's refusing to do blank. And it's been so refreshing because I don't really like those false, you know, masks that we all wear. And I've done it for years as I've worn a mask and, you know, just I do jujitsu. I train hard. I'm, you know, trying to be a martial artist. And I think it's really important to be honest. And especially when you are dealing with something and, if you guys are looking for something that, again, I found to be very effective and a really, really good strategy to just get closer to your students and to help people is instead of just going, hey, man, I really want to, you know, let's sit down. I really want to hear what's going on in your life. Just start by asking about their jujitsu. And I'm telling you, most guys like, oh, if you are doing pretty well, you'll just talk about jujitsu or, you know, the cool times are, you know, and the best times are just when somebody just gushes about how much they're loving it and how much they feel like they're getting better. And, you know, they can't wait to compete or they were, you know, they start to kind of just talk about their wins and, you know, you're like, man, that's awesome. You know, I love hearing that side of things as well, you know, and it is super cool. And that happens often. So I don't want you guys to think it's always just this, you know, guys going, oh, you know, I need a confidence boost or, uh, you know, I'm going through a rough patch. But it is super important to constantly keep a thumb and, you know, to keep track of how your students are feeling. And you'll really find that it makes the gym stronger and it'll make your relationships with your students stronger. And it'll make guys, honestly, when you have and you start to develop relationships with your students, it makes the learning process that much easier for them because they start to trust you more. And I really find that trust, like it's so funny. Whenever I don't trust somebody or if I don't trust an instructor, like it happens all the time. I'm a little bit more skeptical. And so if somebody's coming in to teach a seminar and I'm just quite, I'm kind of skeptical about what they're teaching. It's so funny how I'll find myself afterwards going, I didn't really learn anything. It's because I went in with that attitude. And so building a better relationship and, you know, that's really going to help your students get better at jujitsu in the long run which is funny, you know, because I know sometimes, again, martial artists, we can kind of pretend that it's all about, especially kind of that Japanese ideal, you know, or that Eastern world idea of like, no, 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 you want to be stoic. You want to be, you know, respect your elders. We don't talk about feelings. And I just don't think that's right. And I think it's hurting some gyms and it's making guys quit. It's making blue belts, you know. I've been really happy with our blue belt retention over the past few years. I really can't think of anybody that's quit that's gotten a blue belt in two years. That's insane. And I think a lot of it has to do with how much me and uh, Brandon value 
personal relationships. And I was a guy, especially when I was younger, I didn't value it and I didn't understand it. And I've, that's something that Brandon has taught me and been a humongous example for me. And it's funny, when I got my black belt, I said in my speech that I'd give up everything I learned in jujitsu. Seriously, I'd give up every single skill, you know, every choke, every, I'd give up all to just keep the emotional things that I've learned, the ability to forgive, the ability to connect with people and to actually care about other people. And I don't think people should suffer alone. And I really just enjoy hearing about the successes and being there for people and just kind of letting them vent and, you know, providing comfort because we all need it at times. So I hope you guys use those strategies, whether you are a coach or you just ask your training partner, you feel like, man, you know, you're one of my favorite training partners. I can kind of feel, we all can feel each other's energies and you feel like they're down, you know, and sometimes you might feel uncomfortable asking just straight out, Hey man, I feel like, you know, you haven't been yourself lately. What's up? Just ask how their jujitsu is or hey, how do you think training's going or, you know, um, how are you feeling about your jujitsu? And if something is going on or, you know, they are feeling depressed, I promise a lot of people will come out and just say it and they'll really kind of express themselves and they'll feel comfortable and a lot more comfortable expressing themselves for some reason when that question's asked rather than, hey man, I feel like you've been depressed lately. Because I feel like you're kind of putting them in an awkward spot or they'll start to feel self-conscious of like, man, do people really think that, you know, like, am I kind of showing my feelings? Am I showing like, do I look down, you know? And so they might bottle up, but it's a really, really, really important thing to make sure that, you know, we're keeping track of how everyone's doing. And again, strategy that I've really, really liked to use and I'm going to keep using. So um, again, let's make sure that we're supporting our friends, family, and, you know, training partners. Jiu-jitsu is such a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal vehicle for, you know, just curing depression. Or I shouldn't say curing, but helping people, you know, when they are depressed or anxious. But nothing beats really strong personal relationships. Keep training, guys. 2020 is going to be a big year for us. And 10th Planet Decatur, I'm telling you, by the end of the year, I think I really think we're going to be one of the biggest gyms in the country. So if you guys ever want to visit, we love having visitors. We had a bunch of visitors over the weekend. It's funny because um, I shouldn't say it's funny, but there was a few tornadoes yesterday and like people like drove through like insane weather to come train at our open mat. Like I actually didn't even go because I was too scared. I was like, no, nah, man, I'm not risking my life to go to an open mat. <laughs> but uh, we had people drive like through the storm you know, like five or six people, um, and different people, like they didn't, uh, they didn't all come together. So super humbling and make sure that if you guys have a visitor at your gym, or obviously if you're part of 10th Planet Decatur, make sure you always treat visitors, especially ones that come in with a great attitude and a very, you know, like they want to train and they want to learn and they're not there to just jack, try and jack everyone up. Let's treat them like family. All right, guys, until next time, peace.